Warning, this podcast contains hot takes, cliched opinions and strong language. Hello, welcome to another episode of Records and Bands. So it's May, right? It's pissing down with rain. There's a frost this morning and... Yesterday it hailed and I had to get my plants in. It's an absolute piss take. Just out with a dog. Can hear someone on a tannoy or something? Sorry, a public address system. A tannoy's the uh, the brand, mate. <laughs> Bit of partridge for you there. Anyway, what we got today? We're going to be talking about my absolute favourite record in the world of all time. Past, present, future. It's Jamie T's Panic Prevention. So, what you're about to hear is a fully grown man talking about his favourite record in very, very glowing terms. I love it, man. Start to finish this record. Not a bad track. Peaks probably Calm Down Dearest, Sheila, Pacemaker. Just, it's all gold, man. Cannot get enough of this record. I can't tell you how many times this has been on. The car, indoors, anytime we go anywhere. Yeah, so strap in because this is uh, one man's love letter to a man from Wimbledon. Enjoy. I'll catch you later. Punk rock. Punk rock? Yes, it's everywhere. You turn on the radio, punk rock. Right. You walk down the street, everywhere punk rockers. I'll tell you, if I had a son and he turned out to be a punk rocker, do you know what I'd do? What's that mean? I'd spurn him, I would. Spurn him. Let's go! Do you have more fun painting Alvin and the Angry Barrels or did you have more fun in with the Navajos? Um, and I know that's difficult, and we don't have to is, go into it. No, probably that's special to be for fair, you, I expect. The, yeah, the Navajos yeah. is very special, very yeah. fond memories. Like the greatest gig I ever played and will ever play is me, Ben, Treasures, and Smitey. We got asked to play this Battle of the Bands in this posh school in Malvern. All right, we turned up right. Ben's dad drove us. So anyway, we rock up at this gig and we've got a crate of beers with us. And the teacher, obviously, it's a fucking school turn, goes, what, what do you think he's doing, lads? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, we can't bring beers in. It's a school. So we were like, oh, all right, okay, we'll, we'll, go, we'll, we'll go sit in the car and have a couple of beers because we we're early. Put all, the beers in ben, yeah, put all the beers in Ben's drum kit cases, bought them inside, snuck into some random hallway, got pissed up, went and played. And just played like I don't know. I always think like, was it a great gig, or was it because we were like had four cans of Strongbow each, or whatever? But I remember at the, at the end, kicked a can into the, the the crowd, all six people. And then when we finished, this teacher who told us not to bring just stood there, held up the can, and just mouthed, "Get out!" <laughs> but like. The I must have been barrels. away then. I didn't even hear anything of that. So I must yeah, have been away then. Two thousand? No, it'd been a bit later, I suppose. So two thousand and four when I was in New Zealand? 
Yeah, something like that. It would have, yeah, it would have been around yeah. then. Sort of, yeah. Um, I think the, I probably do have more fun. I like the Angry Bros is great because, yeah. like, um, a part of the reason it's great is because I get to get hang out with Nafe again. Oh, <laughs> you know, okay. I always say that, like, you know, the, that's the one of my favorite things about the band is that it's like made me and Nafe be mates again. Oh, good. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's and we've we've done a lot more with the Angry Barrels than yeah. we did back, you know, because we've got a bit more about us. We can, you know, and you know your way around a song a bit better. Yeah, you have, yeah. You don't, exactly. you don't have to worry about covers. You do a cover if you want to, not because you have to. Like exactly, yeah. And you got an amazing drummer. You always had yeah. good drummers. Always had good drummers. Always had. Yeah, I was talking to um, Steve Tuck, who taught yeah. Ben. Yeah, and like I said to him, like. So the only three drummers I've ever really done anything with was Steve. He's done mm-hmm. the Christmas song with me. Mike, you've done loads with, yeah. and then obviously Ben. And I, and it's yeah. one of my favorite um, favorite gigs was I saw Ben play in this random pub in Worcester, and it was like the first time I'd seen Ben play because I'd always done gigs with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never seen him play, and I was just randomly like, "Fucking hell, man." He could play. <laughs> yeah, because like, I, I I remember like him to watch you practice in the village hall and that. Mm. And, like you you cut you, you you could basically play a guitar. Yeah. Playing bass then. You were playing bass. I'd then. probably play in bass. Yeah, yeah and Alex, yeah. Alex was playing guitar. Yeah. And he was alright. And you had some lad singing who I can't remember who that was. Yeah, yeah. Who was he? Can... That was Luke, like with Luke. Yeah. That was and, yeah, yeah. But Ben was definitely a like the, the drums definitely definitely they the drums yeah. knew what they were doing. Like, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, Ma- yeah. Mike's a, Mike's a cracking drummer, I think. Yeah, yeah. Like when when I've I mean, I've only seen you a couple of the times, like, and I I sit and watch him, and I think he's yeah, he's yeah. a good drummer. Like, not bad. Was he a, was he a geography teacher? Uh, science teacher. Oh, right. And and Nate's probably the greatest bassist of all time. Right, the album we're going to talk about is Sleeps with Angels by Neil Young and Crazy Horse. Go on, Swallow's Frog, you hated I, I it, didn't you? I wouldn't say I hated it. No, that, that's too strong. I found it hard going, if I'm honest. And I, was, I thought I'd enjoy it more than I did. I thought the first track with like, I don't know, is it a harpsichord intro? I thought, oh, this is cool, like the sound of this. Yeah. Really like the first track. Re- I thought Drive, Drive By, for me, was the best track on the album. Really enjoyed Drive By. Western Hero was cool. And I must say, I felt that after Western Hero, I kind of, it felt almost like a side A and a side B. And the side B, for my money, was was a slog. I, you know, I listened to it. I listened to it all. And I went back and I tried to listen to it again. And I, again, I got to sort of track five. Yeah, so just look at the track list now. Yeah, Western Hero. I don't know whether it's... Is it the 14-minute change of mind? That yeah, I off? think that, to me, that felt like a like a pivot in the album. Saying that, Trans Am, good tune. Enjoyed that. Piece of crap, pretty good. Not all bad. And, like, again, like you said, trying to be... Well, not trying to be positive, but, like, I thought there's some really cool production parts in it. So, my And the bass tone throughout the album is incredible. Really, it sounds really good. I just found it... Uh, I, did, I wrote it down. I found it all a bit grungy. And that doesn't necessarily mean 
the right. grunge as, as sort of, I don't know, I just, just found it hard going. Drive-by, really enjoyed that, I'll, I'll say that. And it's not, it's not bad at all. It's just, it's, the, it's exactly what I expected you to recommend, if you know what I mean. And not that that's bad, not right. that that's anything, really. It's just, you know, if someone said to me, what does your brother listen to? It would probably, I would probably say, listen to this. It's quite cool because there's obviously like a quite a blend going on. You know, there's Neil Young's Country and then I guess Crazy Horse is more the, the, the heavier, rockier influence. Crazy Horse is basically like Neil Young's jam band. Right. He goes off and does his own thing and then he comes back to Crazy Horse. Right. And that's where they just sort of disappear into the... Like if you listen to... Well, yeah, Change Your Mind. Yeah. How many times does the guitar solo start get to leading you down a path and then it kind of stops and takes you down some, a different path? And then it's like, I, you can't, you can't like question like the musicianship of it or anything like that. And like, as a, as a piece, like it's the album, there's a lot going on. And then I do like that blend of styles that are in it at times. And this, this is going to be, this might be quite controversial here. I don't know how much I like his voice. Right. Now, I know that's odd because he's quite an iconic singer, but I will say that... Once, you know it's Neil Young. He, yeah, and I like that. And yeah. I, But what I would say is, as the album progressed, I enjoyed his vocals more and more. Mm-hmm. I just, just wonder if it's... Because it's quite unique, isn't it, his voice? Because mm-hmm. he, he's quite, quite high-pitched almost, I think. I think he's got a great range, like yeah, yeah. And I, but I just think it's one of those voices that it's, he's obviously a great singer, but I, I just think there's something about it that you know just takes perhaps a bit of warming up to. I wouldn't not listen to it again. I would be open to giving it another. I would hear it again. Do you know what I mean? If you put it on, I wouldn't be like turn this off. But in the week that I sort of had to listen to it. How many times did you listen to it then? One and a bit. One and a bit. And that was that was one complete start to finish listen. And then I went back to it because I thought, you know, it's a, you can't really judge it on one. You probably can't judge it on two listens. But do you know what I mean? I did go back to it. All right. I've been listening to it since about 95, 96. Hmm. And I listened to it today, like for the first time in ages from start to finish no skipping, no nothing like yeah. that. And I thought that... I actually thought you did change your mind. I thought if it's about four minutes shorter, I thought 10 minutes you'd be all right, but 14 might be pushing it a Do bit. Do you know what? I did check as it was as it was going on, because I, I just had it in my pocket, headphones on. And so I just see, and I looked, and I was like, oh, God, there's still six minutes to go. <laughs> a little bit. And I, and I did think that the playing on it is is great. You know, there's there's no there's no denying that, and they're really tight as well. I know it's a studio album; it's meant to be tight, but it doesn't sound like a studio album. Exactly. No. Yeah. I reckon when I listen to it, it's almost as if you've got six or seven tracks which are Neil Young tracks, and then there's two or three which are Crazy Horse tracks, mm. which you touched on earlier. So definitely, Change Your Mind, Blue Eden, and probably Safeway Cart. They're definitely. Yeah, they're definitely crazy horse tracks. Yeah. Like a dream that can last at the end is beautiful, I think. Yes, yes. I yeah, I did enjoy that actually. That's that's that is true. 
and that's I guess that's kind of what I mean. I I wouldn't not listen to it again. I just wouldn't having a finite amount of time really to listen to it. It wasn't yeah. yeah it wasn't something that I had. You know, if I had a bit more time with it. I'll be honest. When I think about it, like it is definitely the first half of the album that really grabs me. The ones that you liked, yeah. And because, like, to me, because it's so good, I kind of forgive the couple of weaker tracks. Mm -hmm. I forgot Blue Eden was even on there. I think that's quite common with a lot of albums. I think even some of like the other stuff that we sort of mentioned last time. There, even on what I'd consider great albums, there are songs I don't necessarily like or not or don't like as much think oh i can live without that track on that album there's lots of neil young's albums where he's definitely got like a 10 11 12 minute jam Mm. in him like yeah and i quite like him for that oh absolutely like you said in a previous thing you know bob dylan can play whatever he likes i think neil young can pretty much do the same completely agree i mean like you said if he wants to play flute on this get your flute out go for gold yeah <laughs> um, I did make a couple of the notes of them. Like, if you didn't like it but wanted to persevere with Neil Young, then you could probably go with Harvest Moon, which was about '92. You've probably heard some yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That, to me, that's that's a bit more hits almost. That's it. well, no, that's Harvest. Is that not Harvest? You're thinking uh, of that? Perhaps actually. Yeah. Back in the day, you did Harvest, and that's got like Old Man and. Needle and the Damage Done. That is the one I'm on about, yeah. Yeah, but Harvest Moon is uh, 92, and that's quite country. Right. I think you'll like that. It does It does strike me as a pretty, like some of the stuff that I know you like, like like, sort of like Johnny Cash and stuff like that, you can see it's almost like a, a segue, if you know what I mean, or a gateway drive, if you will. <laughs> like, it's that kind of... It is funny you say that because it came out the same year as American Recordings. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. So. Just what I would say about it, and this is actually a, a maybe a wider point that I found quite interesting. I didn't think this album um, was even on my radar in like any way, shape, or form until I put it on my phone and it brought up the cover. Yeah. And I remember seeing that, knowing I knew knew the cover obviously from when you had it. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, and that just sort of made me think a little bit about with digital music, is the album cover kind of lost a little bit? I purposely went up in the loft when I got home tonight and got it out of the loft. <laughs> nice, nice. So, and I, I opened it up and like the, the CD's brilliant because it's on the old Black Label reprise. Uh, yeah, nice, yeah. But still, still a CD. I got my mm. record out as well. But yeah, it's, it's, there's not a lot of info in the liner notes, really. It's no. just the lyrics produced by. It's got guitar text and all of that on there, yeah. which you don't you don't get all of that detail anymore, do you? No, no. I bought. I think I got the CD in Andy's records. Oh, nice old school. I also got Mirable, which is the album that he done with Pearl Jam. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, yeah. Which I'm not going to recommend to you, actually. Fair enough. It's, I think it's too close to this. So mm. I'd go with, um, yeah, so Harvest Moon, Living With War is amazing. I think yeah. you'll like that. Um, if you see our Rich, he's still got my CD, so you can just borrow that off him. Of course, yeah, see, I'll go around that, actually. And then the other one I was going to recommend is The Monsanto Years, which right, he's, okay. done with, he's done that with Promise of the Real. 
which okay. is Willie Nelson's kid, Lucas. Oh, right, yeah, and yeah. It's, cool. his, it's his band, and that it, that's very much that's like a it's it, it's basically an anti anti Monsanto record, right? So it's all about like pesticides and fair yeah. farming, and is it's very much a protest album. Nice. I get into that. So that's yeah, that's really good. If I were to sum it up, not something that I would necessarily rush back to, but certainly something that I wouldn't not listen to again. Like a drive by, I keep coming back to that. That for me was a, a clear standout. Yeah. Thought it was really cool, really good, like like the, the writing style. It's quite like well, it's like a narrative, isn't it? I'll keep you with the big words. I know, I know. I learned that the other day, actually. Bigging myself up actually when I when I figured out what that word meant, but yeah, it's it's very you. I take that as a compliment. Well, you know, I think I think that is quite. You know, you, you sort of say that about yeah. you. You know, you say oh, it's a very Neil Young album. Yeah, you know, it's also quite easily to say that about the people who listen to it. You know, yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Glad I heard it. Well, I'm sorry that you had to get weighed through it. I'm glad you right. found something good to talk about in there. Yeah, yeah, no, no, absolutely. Like I said, it wasn't terrible. Didn't hate it by a long stretch. And I'll be honest, part of me thought I would. I didn't think you would like it at all, to be honest. I thought this was going to be like five minutes. And No, 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 no. It was, like I said, that even in the songs I wasn't so keen on, there were things that I, I liked. Like, like I said, the bass in it is wicked, really, like, yeah, really sort of grinds it out. Yeah, and I thought it was a really cool production technique and I enjoyed the, not my favourite album I've ever heard, but certainly not my least favourite. Well, thank you for listening to it for me. No, no problem at all. I Like I said, enjoyed it. Wouldn't necessarily rush back, but it could have been worse, which I know doesn't sound like a compliment when you consider what sort of music is. Tell me how good you are again. Tell me how And then um, I was putting some music on Lily's phone the other day and some stuff that you might like, you mm. know. Um, so so we put Avril Lavigne on. Yeah, yeah. And then we found out, because on Disney Plus now, they've got High School Musical, the musical, the series. Yes. So they've done, they've done a TV series of them making a musical of the film High School Musical. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell Kathy yeah. that I'm going to spend but the, and, watching the, it. She loves it. Loves it, those yeah, it's really good. It is really good. Um, and the 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 um, actress who plays Nini, I think her name is, she's releasing her first album. Right. So I put so I put that on the phone for Lil, and I, I listened to one of her songs, and that was quite good. For yeah. you know, definitely not for a forty-two-year-old bumpkin. But also, I then put on um, again. It, this is Dad looking for stuff that his daughter might like. She's eleven. Yeah. Avril Lavigne, I put on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she quite and she quite likes that. Solid pop punk, that. And I put Pink's greatest hits oh, Pink's on there great. for her. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad you yeah. said that because, like, one of my one of my most guilty pleasures. I've got a list of stuff that I like, which I really mm. wouldn't tell my mates. But um, is it Who Knew by Pink? Yeah, 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 yeah. What mm. a tune! Yeah, absolutely. What a yeah. tune, nice. Yeah. And then I did do also. I do. Remember rumors, or someone said that one of her albums was co-written with Lars Fredrickson. Uh, it was Tim Armstrong, but that might Tim yeah, Armstrong. They were together, I, I think, for a period of time. I knew one of them was. Yeah, I Tim, thought yeah. I thought it was Lars. No, but, pretty sure I could no. be wrong, but yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, well, I'll um, have to look that up. But 
I wasn't sure if that was one of those urban legends, no, you know, no. like the Richard Gere story. The Richard... Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so... But I don't know if there's any stuff that you listen to that you don't... But there's reasons for Matchbox 20. It's like, when I first got to New Zealand, um, so obviously I got there in the February, and I didn't meet Hazel in Queenstown until, like, July. But So, so I was on my own for a little bit, and I just decided to go hitchhiking. Yeah. But, but a bit, well, it wasn't really hitchhiking. It was more scabbing lifts from hospitals. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So, it, so at one point, I found myself in uh, crammed into a car with uh, four mm. Germans who didn't speak much English and I didn't speak much German, but they had a Matchbox 20s. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, so that was like three weeks. That was like the mm. only tape they had. And then every pub I went into, if there's a band playing, they'd play Matchbox. Yeah, right, yeah. You know, and then there was, um, like, when we were in Queenstown, and I stayed there for a few months working in that, um, I got pally with uh, the boys who did the open mic night, um, and they always played a couple of Matchbox 20s. But it was all, it was um, always, like, uh, it was always 3 a.m. and unwell. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, vaguely, yeah. I'm not crazy. I'm just a little unwell. Mm. I know right now you can't tell that one. Um, and then I sort of went, oh, this, it's that fucking band again. <laughs> you know, like uh, Father Jack with a brick. That gobshite's on the television again. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like, the, and it just fell out like they're following. Yeah. Me. And then I didn't listen, didn't listen to him for a while. And then I think I put him on Spotify. I was like, actually, mm, it's pretty good. I like these. And then, but I think earlier on I said about Beyonce. Yeah, I, I, I've got a few Beyonce songs in a playlist somewhere. Yeah, um, um, Billy Joel. There's nothing wrong with Billy Joel, mate. Nothing wrong with Billy Joel. Do you know? Is Pete, it, what, uh, tell me. Like, tell me. Good night, side Yeah, amazing song. Oh, if you, if you, but I, w- I wouldn't shout about uh, it. I wouldn't shout about it. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't be offended by it. If, if you can play it, some it, of right. Piano Man and they can turn to you and say that yeah. shit, they're not worth knowing. Yeah, <laughs> um, and then here's one that you will we'll say you're a fucking monster. There are at least there's at least five or six U2 songs that I really fucking like, five. but I can't stick U2. Yeah, I've I've got a friend searching and he loves U2 and he has tried for years to get me into U2 and I just... I just just can't. I don't know what it is. It's not the Bono thing. It's not even the Bono thing. You know, it's I just, I just don't think I like them. And I don't mind saying that because I really, I have really tried with you two. And I just, just can't. I really like, there's there's some songs I really, really like. And I just wish they it was they weren't you two songs. So I like, um, who's going to ride your world? Yes, yeah. I think that's brilliant. Running to stand still off Joshua uh, Tree. I don't know that. I don't think overly well. That's really good. That's probably my favourite. Mm. Running to stand still. But like Sunday Bloody Sunday is an amazing song. No, it, like that's proper good. And like New Year's Day is brilliant. New Year's Day is good. Um, yeah. Where the streets have no name, you can keep that. Yeah, it's all right. Um, not as good as Philadelphia, and I always feel they're very similar sounding songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, got a good, I've got a good Philadelphia story if you want it. Yeah, so obviously Springsteen writes the soundtrack, doesn't he? Well, the the, the, the song at least. Um, Springsteen again, proper underrated as a 
you know, the, the song he did for The Wrestler was brilliant as well. Uh, but anyway, so me, Billy Griff, Billy Griff being one of the, the greatest people you'll ever meet. Um, Bill, my friend Bill, another local Bill, different Bill, and Abdul went to see Springsteen in Coventry one year. Me and Abdul, we were driving. He goes to me. He's, he's you know, really liked Springsteen, but he's like, he goes, Gen Z, what's up, mate? Is he going to play the AIDS song? <laughs> and forever now, I hear that song. I, listen, I was listening to like, like the 90s Springsteen greatest hits, and it come on there, and I just like, and you just think it's Tom Hanks getting AIDS. I'm like, this is forever going to be the AIDS song, and it's such an amazing piece of writing, and it's just there. And he didn't play the AIDS song, funnily enough. No, not really one for a gig, that is it. <laughs> this is Born to Run, and, and now we're gonna we're gonna do the AIDS song now, lads. You know, <laughs> I'm trying to just I I'm just trying to decide whether that makes the edit. I think that, that definitely makes the edit. <laughs> I don't know. It could be problematic. Tell me how good you are again. Tell me how good is We are discussing Panic Prevention by Jamie T. This is one of my recommendations and one of my absolute favourite records. It was released in January 2007 and nothing from these shores has topped it. It is, for me, an absolute masterpiece from start to finish. It's just, there is no album that I have listened to more. There is no album that I will, will listen to more in the future. I just think it is, I, I can't, there, there are no words really. I think it is, I just think it's a proper, proper great album. I, I, and that is all I can say about it. And you just smiled and laughed and you're going to, you're going to shit all like that, aren't you? You are, aren't you? Unbelievable. Go on. Come on. Yeah. I will. Hang on. So I ain't even heard the name before. Before you said, I hadn't even heard the name. Um, so I put it on when I went to, when I walked mm-hmm. over to Tesco's on Sunday, which might not have been the best time to listen to it, you know, <laughs> going around the shops with your face mask on. Mate, I fucking hated it. Mate, and I got home and I said, Hazel, I said, the fucking shit Jack's making me listen to. I didn't, yeah. Jesus. It's like, it's never good. I was like, it's never going to end. And then it turns out you've given me an extended version. Or I, I no, sorry. No, it turns out I, I clicked on the extended version. So then Monday at work, Tuesday at mm-hmm. work, because Monday was bank holiday. Tuesday at work, I put it on again. And there was perhaps two tracks that I thought, oh, hang on. And there's one of them, I thought, that rings a bell to something else. And I listened to it. So I listened to the album all the way through. And then I put it on again. Yeah, I enjoyed it a bit more. I put it on again yeah. yesterday at work at about seven in the morning. <laughs> and then I listened to it again today at work. I think it's fucking brilliant. I think it's a fucking brilliant record. All right, what what right, what I will say again, because I had the extended version and I didn't I, I honestly didn't realise until about three o'clock this afternoon and I texted you to say Oh fuck! I've got the wrong version. I've been listening to an extended version. 
my reaction to it after listening to it all week and actually deciding that I like it was that there's probably a really I was going to say there'd be a really tight yeah and that's exactly what it debut is debut album if it was reduced down to 12 tracks what I'm going to say is I would actually swap out one yeah so I reckon up until track eight is amazing I really like it like the first track, first time I heard the first track, I was like, what the fuck yeah, is this? Yeah, there's never been such a good album with such a poor opening track. But you won't but I really to like it, it now. It's, yeah, yeah. Which one is the one where he's all drunk, so pretending to be drunk at the start? Is that track three? It's either, yeah, it's in between them, isn't it? Yeah, but, but that really puts, puts, put me off the first time I heard it because it was just enough off the beat, just, you know, because he sounds pissed, you know, he's just enough and it just didn't sit. And then I really like that. So I reckon fucking Sheila's grim, isn't it? It's great, though, isn't it? So what's good about Sheila, it's an extended version on the album. There's an extra well, verse. Well, Georgina. Little story about Georgina. Is that the extra verse? Yeah. But see, yeah. that's the thing. That track is one that got closest to, like, the streets for me. Hmm. I don't think it's anything no, like the streets, to be honest. That, sounded, that was an obvious single. It was almost to me like mm. that's the dry your eyes mate off the yeah 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 i yeah, really yeah. like i cantina <laughs> yeah it's a good track on the it? extended yeah, yeah. version i would actually put here's your getaway on and, and i would take off mm. if you got the money i'd swap mm. i'd swap those yeah. and i'm not overly keen on alicia keys oh interesting i thought it's it was my, all right and it, i think it was album. like the last the last line is it the last line he says you're a fat bitch but i still give her one that just a little game for me yeah but then it's now 13 years on from when it's written i don't know if he'd write that now yeah i wasn't yeah. overly keen on all the talky bits in between I no. it, it, it kind of just like distracted a bit especially where he's calling the kids on the bikes names <laughs> and then i didn't get what the girl was banging on about no. Um, what's the one? You got Sky then, or what? Have you got Sky? No, we ain't got Sky. What's wrong with you, you fucking prick? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I like it. So brand new bass guitar, I hated, and now I like. I, I, I quite like it. Mm-hmm. Salvador is all right. Um, calm down, dearest. Great. That's one. Yeah, calm down, dearest. That's one where he's sending half cut at the start of it. I quite mm-hmm. like that. My favourite track on the album? What, what do you reckon my favourite track on the album is? Probably... I know you mentioned it, but I can tune as it great. It is great. Um, I, don't I know, like go. Pacemaker. <laughs> Funny you should say that, because I've got a video, and I'll send it to you, you can cut it in at some point, of me and Abdul driving in, in the car, singing along to it, like a right pair of wankers. To me, that song Pacemaker is bang on the verses from Cash, Culture and Violence. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, just yeah. Keep, But mean, it doesn't yeah. go into the, the break in the, the chorus side, but yeah, it's just... And actually, the more I listen to it, the more Tim Armstrong I could hear in him. Lyrically and yeah, delivery, absolutely. this absolutely. might be a bit of a leap. In fact, it was cut down to like 12 tracks and you got rid of... Yeah. There's a little bit of unnecessary. Like You don't need all that stuff in between. But mm. I reckon it would almost be a good rancid album. 
Yeah, yeah. If, and you're going to shoot me down now, it'd be a good Rancid album if Rancid had gone to the Brit school and then got famous on MySpace. That's how it feels. Yeah. I don't know if he did get famous on MySpace or go to Brit school, but... He didn't go to Brit school. I know that much. Um, I think he got more famous for having a fight with a bouncer. Oh, the right, okay. up, To be honest. Yeah, there's a story that this bouncer said to him that, oh, you're you're just some fucking posh kid who, who talked bollocks all the time, act hard in your records and went to punch him. And Jamie T. Ed oh, right. him and knocked his mask, knocked him out basically and he went to court about it and it was, it was a whole thing but he does get that it does get that a lot and in that um enemy thing where he's like compared to like lily allen and he kind of came through at that that's why i was time. wondering if it was brit school in myspace so no i think he probably was a bit myspace that might be, be a bit of a shake to see but i i think tightened up a bit it'd be a good rancid album i get where you come from completely like he did a, um what track does he cover covers it on one of his eps he does um what is it uh um street off of that uh off of i'm really glad you stuck with it and it and, and won you rank because i do i like i said i i fucking love it i think it's so good like it's ridiculous like to me when people go on about and again i'm gonna put a boot in a minute because why not? Like when people go on about like never mind the bollocks, and when people go on about just those like what they would call a great punk album, and what like to me that that's I just hear that record and you listen to like there's so much going on, there's so many influences. It did sound a bit busy at times, but once you get once you give it a bit, it yeah. all makes sense and it. It's to, like I said before. To me, it, it's it's a perfect record. I love it. I, I what I think about um, if you got the money is that it comes at an odd point in the album because like Ike and Tina's quite. Do you know what I mean? And then like Alicia Keys is obviously really like uh, moody, and then you sort of go, if you got the money with a fucking is it Peter Andre sample in there or something like that. But I like I do like the track, and I must say on the extended version with that. I like Northern Line. Yes, I quite like that one, actually. It's got a nice little um, melody on the, um, yeah, on the chorus. Like, yeah. And um, I liked Here's Your Getaway as well, the last track yeah. on the extended version. Yeah. That's really good. Have you seen the video for Sheila with um, Bob Hoskins in it? No, I haven't seen nothing. In t- like, this is the first I've heard of it. So, and I'll be honest, the turnaround from how much I disliked it on mm. Sunday the how much I like it now is is amazing, <laughs> but that's kind of proof of doing this. Yeah, like if I hadn't had if, if I hadn't had to listen to it for doing this podcast, mm. then I I would have just dismissed it and gone, oh, that's just some some shite that I don't want to don't have to listen to it yeah. again. And I expect I listen to it on um, Monday when I'm back at work now. Yeah, it's been a nice change this week actually to actually listen to music at work because there's so many podcasts. But yeah, to be mm. honest though. Like that, she there is grim. <laughs> it was like it, it, it felt like watching an episode of This Is England. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I get that. Yeah, I hope it's not autobiographical. I'm sure it probably is a little bit. Yeah, I love <laughs> that line. Um, what was it? He was known as Smack Jack the Cracker Man or whatever. It was. It's like it's just it's just brilliant. Like to to me, um, and you know, I I, I probably can't. 
well, I've said how I feel about it. But from a different slant, I think I might have mentioned it when we went through our lists. Like, it made, well, to be honest, if I was to pick one album that's had the biggest influence on, like, um, my songwriting and what I've done with the band, it's this album. I was going to say that. Like, I can hear, like, your your lyrics through the barrels, I can hear coming out of, yeah. from that. I meant to mention that earlier. So we were driving somewhere and I had Nathan in the car and he was like, Who's this? And I was like, Oh, it's Jamie T. And he laughed and went, Ah, your lyrics suddenly make a lot more sense. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> that's yeah. And like I probably didn't pick that up till about Tuesday, to be honest. And then I was like, ah, there we go. But it seems it, it is that it's small town life, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What you got for what's your track for AM behind the jump or something? Yeah, it's seeing shit bands in pubs and, and yeah. Having a fight after. <laughs> yes. Is it on Pick Out Mister where they have the fight in yours? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that... um, again, a lot of that's. Kick his fucking head in. <laughs> a lot of that the is. The best like, lyric I've ever heard from your band, right, when you played is sorry, because the singer's nearly 30 and thinks he's Joe fucking Strummer. Have you recorded that one or not? <laughs> uh, no. No. That's actually about me, believe it or not. Shit band, shit songs. It is with me. I've got a recording of it, actually. We did a home one ages ago. Once you get gigging again, we'll get you to... You can do put some gig. You know, you set your gigs out and that. So, just to finish on... on oh, just going back to uh, the JMT album. Like, I think it could very... Like you said, it, it's, there's a strong yeah. rancid vibe. I think it says massive amount to be in jewellery in there. I think, like, the accent, obviously, pays part of that. Um, and also, I think he's quite a clever, um, like lyricist. The way he rhymes stuff. His lyrics are really good. I see a lot. Yeah, feel a lot. Of, I enjoy, it. and I also think there's quite a lot of the clash in there. In the way, not necessarily in how it sounds, but the way that it's it's like a bit of a melting pot. It's difficult with the um, like with that uh, with the Tim Armstrong comparison because like with Rancid, you don't really. Words and music by Tim Armstrong and that was Fredrickson. So you don't really know mm-hmm. who, who does which words. But on yeah. that Tim Armstrong solo album, The Poet's Life, definitely there's definitely a that came, that probably yeah. came out the same year actually. Wouldn't have been much no. between it, I wouldn't imagine. No. But that's a good album. Yeah, that is a good album. Uh, a Poet's Life was Oh yeah, same year, two thousand and seven. But yeah, I, I think lyrically in terms of themes and that sort of stuff and, and delivery almost as well because he, he doesn't he mm. doesn't sing like uh Lars Fredrickson does but no, he, yeah there's no. definitely a hit there's more than a hint of um Tim Armstrong there I like it I'll listen to it again on Monday I expect it work cool I'm yeah a little bit like are you glad I like it yeah no I am I am because I I think it's I think you you've we've spoken about sort of um trying to sort of understand a little bit more about why we like what we like and what we do to me that that jamie t album is kind of central to a lot of it yeah you know if someone said to me you can only listen to one album for the rest of your life it'd be that right day you know yeah yeah i'm really glad you like that i feel that you know that's given us given us a chance for the rest (laughs) um cool just to finish on that um we were going to say about um further listening the follow-up is really good as well. I've forgotten what it's called. What's it called? Kings and Queens. It's got. I'll write that down. Uh, oh, fucking hell. Mind blank. 
Don't bother saying any names. I won't know them. Sticks and stones. That's it. You might know when there's no one left to fight. It's great. Proper good. Proper good track. Um, you look really pleased. You look really happy. When I started laughing at the start of this, did you think, oh, shit, here we go? I think if you hadn't liked it, you would have bothered sending me that text earlier. So I thought you might be going there with it. Because part of me is thinking, like, on sun- like, if it was Sunday, and mm. like I listened to it on Sunday, and then found if I found out on Sunday, I would have been like, you prick, you made me listen to yeah. three songs of that shite that I didn't yeah. have to. But like, like I say, my, my opinion is, all right, swap a couple of songs about but overall there's a there's a real decent tight 10 or 12 song album there wicked it's his best work i'll be honest and, and kings of weed is very good actually on that and maybe it's because of i listened to the extended version it did sound like i've been working on this album for years in my bedroom here's here's everything because i might not have a chance to make another one and i think there's a lot of it is stuff from his bedroom or his shed or whatever do you know what I mean? Like, there's no re-records. It's here, here's the day. Sort of thing. Yes, it did. Right. Anyway, so here's I've got the essential U or U two essentials yes. of the uh, the fruit based mm-hmm. music streaming people. So beautiful day. Oh, terrible. Yeah, terrible. Where the streets have no name. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, Pride in the name of the uh, yeah. Still haven't found what I'm looking for. That's a good song. Mysterious ways. Uh, no. With or without you. With or without you is good. To be fair. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right. You've got to pick either with or without you or one, and you can't have the Johnny Cash version of. Oh, I would have with or without you. I'd have one. Mm. Yeah. Um, New Year. New Year's Day. Great song. Desire. Yeah, that's a good song. Yeah. Vertigo. Oh, that's bad. It's pretty fucking bad, isn't it? Um, I Will Follow, Angel of Harlem. Angel of Harlem's all mm. right. Um, stuck in a Moment. You can't. Oh, fuck. oh yeah, that's um, bad. Yeah. Sw- fucking Sweetest Thing. Um, even Better Than Real Thing. Terrible. Um, who's Gonna Ride Your Wild Horses? I quite like that. All I want is you. I don't mind that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, Running to Stand Still is not on there. That's off Joshua Tree. I think Joshua Tree is a good album. Like, yeah. Um, so, right. Like jo- Joshua Tree, where the streets have no name. So, don't find what I'm looking for. With or without you. Bullet the Blue Sky. Running to Stand Still. Red Hill Mine in town. In God's Country. Trip through your wires. One Tree Hill. Exit. Mothers of the Disappeared. That's a good album. Like. But that's about it. That's all I'd recommend. See, the one but album of theirs that I think I've probably... I'm just trying to remember which one it is. That's how much it is. It's probably Acting Baby. No, it? it's not. It's uh, I think it's War. I'm just looking at... The, yeah, War. Yeah. This is the album that I would say I've tried the most. And it's probably Amber's. I, I, it's got Sunday Bloody Sunday. It's got New Year's Day. Um, two Hearts Beaters, One. Surrender. Like... That's a pretty good album, to be fair. Um, but on the whole, the amount of time I've put into you two compared to how much I like them and how much I listen to them is it's ridiculous. So, guilty, yeah, like you said, I don't really 
believe in guilty pleasures. I think you like what you like. So, so, so I'm all right to listen to Pink then? Yeah, absolutely fine. Yeah, absolutely fine. No problem. Thank you. So, and Beyonce? Yeah, 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 yeah. They reckon that Beyonce Lemonade album, I haven't heard it. They reckon it's an absolute, they reckon it's a proper, proper piece of work. Like, what I would say about guilty pleasures is as I've got older, I think there was definitely a period of my life, and I think everyone goes through it, where you like what you like and what you don't like, you don't like. So that you wouldn't yeah. even entertain listening to a, another band because they weren't a band that you liked, which is so weird. So, like, even to the point where, like, I... Here's an example. I, I Quickly. So I really liked Iron Maiden, hmm. and I liked Bon Jovi. Yeah. And I like Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Right. And then then I got into, like, Pearl Jam, Sound Garden, mm-hmm. all the grungier stuff. And, oh, I don't know, actually, because I, I still listen to Bon Jovi a bit. <laughs> I went to see Bon Jovi. But um, I, like, like, I don't really, I don't listen to Iron Maiden anymore at all. Like, but I know they are new. Like me and they are our only friends because we like they're both like yeah, Iron Maiden. Yeah. Like I, I know for a fact he'll listen to him like every other day. Yeah. yeah. And he'll, he'll go he'd go and he'll spend all his money going to see him mm. if he could. Yeah. Um but I don't know if I'd shake too loud about loving Iron no. Maiden. So I yeah, I think I now I, I couldn't care less what I like. Like no, I just no, like no what I anymore, like. and you know. Um and I listen to a much wider range of stuff now than I did. Yeah, yeah, me too, I would say. I listen to a lot more. um, It's probably something to do with Kath being that bit younger than me. Like, we listen to Radio 1, and I wouldn't consider myself a Radio 1's demographic. But I've heard so much great stuff on Radio 1. Like, do you know Youngblood? And this isn't me trying to be cool. I know two Youngblood songs, and they're brilliant. You know, and like, he, he... and it's just good. It's just good. Good music. It's good pop. And um, I'll tell you about. I listen to. I listen to Absolute Radio nineties. Mm, yeah, that explains a lot. <laughs> it does. Um, and this, this is going to be. And I, I remember I listened to it, and I sent a message to, to Adam and to Jake, and I said, "It's happened." And I'm going to admit this to you. And I don't want you to think any less of me. And I'm going to say the same to you now. I really quite like Coldplay. Fuck off. Like, right, right, we're done. No, we're done. No, no, we're, done. no, no, no we're, we're not. Done. No, no, That's no. What's no, fucking no. point? Right. Punk rock. No, I'm not Come saying that. Yes, band it's band everywhere. You so, turn on the radio, punk rock. Right. You walk down the street, everywhere punk rockers. I'll tell you, if I had a son and he turned out to be a punk rocker, do you know what I'd do? Exactly. I'd spurn him, I would. Are you still with us? There we go. Another episode of Records and Bands in the Can. Hope you enjoyed it again this week. If you did, feel free to pop over to our Facebook or our our Instagram and give us a like uh, and a share and whatnot. Uh, To be honest, Rob normally does this bit, so I'm uh, racking my brains trying not to forget anything. Um, Head over to your podcast provider and subscribe if you can. But most importantly, tell a friend, because if you tell a friend and they tell a friend, next thing you know, three listeners. Anyway, until next week, thanks again to Jake for the logos. 
original music by Alvin and the Angry Barrels. We'll see you next time. Thanks very much.